Hi friends, I'm Rob Tigan. And I'm Joanna. And this is the Growing Home Together podcast. We're caring for the soul of your family, helping you grow closer to God and each other. Thank you for joining us today at the Growing Home Together podcast. Now, when you met and dated and married your husband or wife, you were convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were the one. And Rob and I have had a front row seat to that kind of romance and excitement as we watched our daughter recently marry the man of her dreams. But we know that this newlywed season won't last forever. And as they walk their journey of marriage together, they're going to enter into new phases and stages of their relationship. So our hope is that they keep moving forward without getting stuck or moving backward in their happiness and their commitment to each other. Yeah, so our our question today for all of us is, what stage of marriage are you living in right now? Maybe you're celebrating young love, or you're digging deep to get to know each other better, or maybe you're suffering from pain and brokenness in your marriage, and you're in a stage of healing from the past. Whatever stage you're in, it's vital to understand where you are now so you can move forward into closer, more successful marriage that lasts. Right. So today's guest, Jackie Bledsoe, is here to help us understand the stages of marriage and how to build a relationship that is strong for life. Jackie is a professional author and speaker and also a husband and a father of three. Jackie's mission is to encourage men to better love and lead their families through his hugely popular blog at JackieBledsoe.com and his book, The Seven Rings of Marriage. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jackie. We're glad you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to join you guys. Yeah, so Jackie, we uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know you better. So could you tell us a little bit about your family and your marriage? Yeah, uh, my wife, Stefana, uh, she wish she could join us today, but she is not able to. But uh, we have been married since June of 2001, which is uh, coming upon 20 years. We were advised by a pastor to never do math in public. (laughs) So we always give the date and we don't try, but this is an easy one. 20 years ago, it's easy. So I got that down. Uh, We have three kiddos. Uh, Our oldest is uh, our daughter, JC. She's a sophomore at at Indian University. And we have two boys, Jackson and Joshua, who are 15 and 11, freshmen in high school and fifth grader. Uh, We love hanging out with each other. We love sports. I'm a coach. So take my boys everywhere. My wife has become a um, a coach's wife, <laughs> uh, which she never signed up for, uh, but that brings some interesting dynamics in our household. Oh, that's really fun. Uh, oh, and congratulations on your anniversary. That's exciting. Yeah, thank you. We're, we're looking forward to it. Just grateful that we are still here chugging along. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you know, we were so happy to get a copy of your book in our hands, and we were hoping that you could tell us What led you along the way to start ministering to couples and to write uh, your book, The Seven Rings of Marriage? Yeah, it was never by our intentions at all. Um, And and little did we know that God was kind of preparing us to be in marriage ministry and to help other couples long before we thought we were and long way before we thought we were even ready. Um, I mean, when, when we first came into marriage, it was early part of our marriage was a little tough. It was really um, rocky. We were, um, if you kind of do the math, we haven't reached 20 years yet at the time of this recording. That'll be this summer uh, when we reach 20 years in marriage where our daughter's already 20. So we came into marriage uh, already having a, a baby. She was 10 months old on the date we got married and we were young, younger 20s. So coming into marriage uh, with a, a child and trying to figure out this thing called marriage was not the, the best formula, uh, but we were fortunate enough to kind of, um, 
get some some mentors is what we call them now. Uh, some couples who kind of taught us and led us and helped us uh, guide us along those rocky days. And that kind of set the trend or the path of the rest of our marriage where we would get a couple would pour into us, we'd receive it. And then now here we are today pouring out into other couples. Um, but the book came about just by, you know, us living our, our, our marriage and our relationship when when we were in that early stage of marriage, we connected with this, a group of other couples. We called them our small group, although it was not something set up through our church or anything like that. It was just organic couples hanging out. And we'd get together once a month and some one couple would host at their home. And the, the task would be to host and to present a lesson on marriage to help all of us do better in marriage. So that was kind of the start to it. Fast forward several years, I began writing. Um, my writing was centered on what I was learning in interaction with my wife, interaction with my kids. And that led to the next thing. And soon before I knew it, uh, I was asked to write on all these different websites that needed male writers for me uh, that wrote about marriage. <laughs> and so here I was creating that and it helped people. And I was like, oh, wow. OK, here we are. And I'm helping folks. And I didn't think our marriage was even at that level where we could help anybody at all because we were still struggling and trying to make it. Uh, but God used that to open one door to open another door. And the writing turned into a book, turned into speaking. And that's kind of where we are right now. Wow, that sounds sounds like a fun journey. So yeah, absolutely. That's great. Uh, you know, I'm sure everybody is curious about the idea of the rings. I mean, before I read your book, uh, the only ring I could think of was the ring on my finger here, the marriage <laughs> ring. So can can you tell uh, a little bit about what you mean about wearing these different rings in our of our marriage? Yeah, and you know, the the seven rings of marriage is really our marriage journey, what we had gone through through each stage, um, and what we've learned, because uh, there were some things that we went through that we wouldn't recommend other couples to to take that path. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what it really is. It's kind of like the stages of marriage, and you know, it came one night, step in, and I I was actually writing. I was heavy writing season for me, and creating a lot of content, um, and I heard about these somebody a, a pastor talked about three or four rings of marriage or something like that. So I kind of jotted that note down in my mind. And later I was like, okay, let's kind of flesh this out. And we just started going through each stage of our marriage. And then we used the metaphor of rings to, to break down each of those stages. And so that's what we did. And it was kind of a, this, this path where we found out once it was shared that we weren't the only couple that had gone through this trajectory or this path uh, in their marriage. And so that's where it was birthed from. Uh, but then later on, after we created it, wrote the book, started, began teaching and interacting with couples, we realized it's not just seven rings where you, okay, you go to the first ring, the second ring, the third ring. And when you get through all seven, you're done. But we realized that at each stage or at each ring of marriage, there are specific skills and things in marriage that you need to develop that will help you later on as you grow in marriage that you may revisit at some point. Um, and so that's where it, uh, it started and how, and kind of where it is today. But, you know, in a nutshell, it's really kind of seasons that you're going through, but also different things that you need to develop as a married couple that will help you have the lasting and fulfilling marriage that we all desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I like what you're what you're saying about uh, revisiting them. I mean, life is nothing if not one series of transitions. Right. And so, yes. yeah, I love uh, the rings that you present because they they really do offer a way to be really intentional and keep your relationship fresh. And, you know, you shared a compelling idea um, in one of those about how in the early months of marriage for a couple, it's kind of like wet cement. And I think I have this on my mind because our daughter's newlywed. But could you tell us what you meant by that? 
Yeah, it's a very important time because you think about wet cement, think about building a new home and, and you got your sidewalk or whatever being laid. And maybe you you go out there as a family, you mark the date that this home was built. Or maybe some kids in the neighborhood come and write stuff <laughs> in that wet cement that you don't want to stick. So it's important for us to get in our marriage at those stages, that foundational stage, what is going to shape and be there for a long period of time in our marriage. Uh, that you may, if it's a, if you've written that on your sidewalk that you walk into your front door with, you see it every day you come in there. So what is that thing that you want to see every day? Um, and so that's very important to be intentional about that wet cement because it it's, it can stick. You don't want to have to tear up the sidewalk to to create um, or to remove something that you don't want in your marriage. Uh, you would like something that will build into, pour into, and remind you of what God has done in your marriage. Yeah, that's that's good. And I love how you you frame that. That you know, it's not like you go through one stage and it's necessarily done and we've done that. There's, there's a process there. And sometimes we do fall back into patterns or we run into new things that we don't know. So what would you tell a couple that maybe feels like they, um, their wet cement has hardened and they've created some times or some patterns that um, have been hard on their relationship? What, what would be some ideas or advice you'd give them? Yeah, and that, that's where you kind of go back and, and look at your foundation, what you built back then. And, um, you know, for, as far as related to the seven rings of marriage, I don't know if you guys want me to go into all of them, but the first ring is is the uh, engagement ring. And that's a very important, that's where that wet cement comes about too. It's where we are building a foundation for our marriage. Um, we spent several years in real estate. We were, we had a company that was real estate investing. So we'd buy houses that needed fixed up and then we'd hire a crew, fix them up. We'd lease them sell them or something like that. And most of the houses would have just cosmetic issues, but every now and then we'd run into a house that had foundational issues. Those um, were more costly, but they could be repaired. But we had to be very intentional about the work that was done to the foundation. We could do all the covering and painting and carpet we wanted to, but it didn't cover up the fact that there was a foundation issue. So if that is that, if you're that couple, whoever's listening right now, um, that doesn't mean it's stuck forever. It just means you may need to get some help. Some We didn't have our regular contractors fix a foundation. We got experts that knew about foundational issues and knew how to help. So you may need to pull another couple in. That may be counseling, uh, which we highly recommend good and bad times. Um, but just keep moving forward and trusting that, okay, this is something that we can get through. And when we do, we're going to have a fresh, new, stronger foundation than we had before, which is going to enable our marriage to continue to grow and build upon from here. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, another, uh, chapter that really hit home for me was, the stage of persevering. Um, you know, it's no secret that this long season of the pandemic with all the stress and unemployment and mental health challenges and parenting struggles, right? They've taken a toll on everybody. And I think it really exposed the cracks and the weaknesses in that foundation of couples relationships and whether or not we've got what it takes to do hard things together. Um, I was hoping you could just share maybe personally how you and Stefana had to wear the ring of persevering together in your past. Yeah, um, many times we've been in the persevering persevering many times. Uh, And and one of the things that continued to get us through, because we were in situations that we couldn't fix ourselves. Um, Yes, we had a village around us and that was helpful. We went to counseling and all that as well. Um, And it takes every bit of that. But one of the biggest things in the the common thread throughout each of the rings of our marriage was just our commitment to prayer, uh, because there were things that we just couldn't do on our own. And there were issues between us that we couldn't always resolve in a conversation 
or a fix or whatever it may be. Uh, but we knew, you know, and this goes back to our foundational stage of the engagement ring, is that no matter what we went through in our marriage, if we could have that foundation, which is set upon a relationship, a personal relationship with both of us, with Jesus Christ, as well as to our marriage, then we know no matter what disagreements, what we go through, at the end of the day, we can agree that we will try to, to our best of our ability to find out what Jesus would have us to do in this situation. And we can agree upon that. Uh, it might, you know, maybe we don't like it as much. Maybe it's hard. Uh, but that was that one common thing that we could always rely on and still do to this day. Some things are like, we, I don't know what to do. Throw our hands up, but we're going to go in prayer and we're going to seek him and we'll do the best we can to, to take action and uh, obedience to what he says to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I, um, I know something that, that grabbed me in the book cause I'm a, I'm a very, uh, goal centered person and I love to set goals and I love to dream. Um, so, um, you talk about vision, um, in there and you said that today our culture doesn't give couples any kind of vision for the marriage relationship. They spend more time planning the wedding than planning ahead for their marriage. Um, what are some practical ways we can take hold of God's vision for our marriage? Yeah, I think find out exactly what he says about marriage. That's the first step. When we were married, as I mentioned, it was hard that first year. We came into marriage with our daughter and we were young and kind of not knowing you know, each other or even ourselves, the challenges that we had with ourselves. Uh, but what we did within, we say we got our pre-marriage counseling, our premarital counseling around our first anniversary, which of course makes no sense to have pre-after. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, that was the path that we took. And at that point, that's when we discover what God says about marriage. We began to learn his plan and what makes uh, a marriage work and what makes a marriage not work. And so we started to put things, those things together as best we can uh, in our marriage. And that gave us the vision because now we know, okay, we went to the person um, who created marriage. Um, I don't know if, uh, if, you, if this was made it in the book or not. I wrote it so long ago, I don't remember. Um, but we talk about, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I did. This is, wasn't a book. Lego Lessons, I think it was what yep. it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Um, and so we do this exercise with couples at our conferences and we bring uh, an identical set of Legos. It's the, it's the six-year-old version. <laughs> so six-year-old version should be easy. And we give it to t- two separate couples and we have them start to work and try to put together the Lego. We put the picture of what it's supposed to be up on the slides and they go to work, but we don't give them the instructions. And so they are struggling and fighting. We've had couples start to argue. We have couples just throw their hands like, I quit. Um, and then about halfway through, um, we asked if they would like the instructions the, to how to put this together, which if you know Lego nowadays, you got step one, step two, mm-hmm. step three, all yeah. the way to whatever it is and finish. So once they get that, the light bulb goes off and they're able to finish just like that. Well, that's the same thing. We had to get the manufacturer of that Lego to tell us what the vision, we see the picture because we can have different pictures or different visions of marriage when we come together. But if we get that same vision that comes from God's word and what he says, his intention for marriage and how it's supposed to flow, then that, that becomes our vision. And that's the best way to do it. Um, and, and as far as what, what we followed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I know, uh, we're a big Lego family here, so I could probably retire if I sold all the Legos that we've <laughs> bought over the years, but, um, that's a great, great analogy. Hey there, friends. We'll get back to the show in just a second, but I'm excited to tell you about a wonderful marriage resource that Rob and Joanna have for you. Rob and Joanna Teigen have been married for almost 30 years and have experienced every kind of high and low in their life together. 
But if they had to name the biggest lesson they've ever learned as a married couple, it's that a close relationship with God helps them have a close relationship with each other. And on the flip side, if they move farther away from God, they are sure to experience a growing distance from each other too. That's why they are so passionate to help couples draw closer to God and each other every day. Rob and Joanna have created a powerful tool for you to use in your marriage. It's called Mr. and Mrs. 366 Devotions for Couples. This gorgeous book gives you an inspiring scripture, a word of teaching and encouragement, and a prayer to lift up together every day of the year. The daily topics cover every part of your life together, whether it's financial or parenting stress, conflict or communication, or the intimacy and oneness you're longing to grow between you. Now today you may be feeling distant or discouraged. Maybe your faith has been tested by the stress of this past year, or maybe you're feeling lonely and unsupported in your relationship. It's incredible how connecting with God and each other through a daily devotional can transform your marriage and give you hope. You can find Mr. and Mrs. 366 Devotions for Couples at growinghometogether.com or wherever books are sold. Check out the link in the show notes for easy access to the book on Amazon. Now, back to the show. Well, you know, I think that you have piqued our listeners' curiosity by now, and they're probably wondering how to identify which ring of marriage they're wearing right now. So how can a couple kind of clue in on where they're really at on their journey of marriage with each other and and where they want to go. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Do you guys want me to kind of tease the seven rings now? Yeah, or yeah absolutely. Just, go for it. Okay. Go for it. All right, cool. So I'll give you a tease. I'll say this before I get the teaser. We we ha- we do have a um, a seven rings of marriage quiz, and I'll give the link to that at the when we get done with the conversation where you can go. It's a free quiz, and it will ask you some questions, and it will help you to identify where you're at which ring you're wearing and what next steps are. But before we get there, I will share the the ring. So um, we mentioned it before. Uh, The first ring is the engagement ring. And yeah, that's the excitement of the engagement where you're planning the wedding, (laughs) not necessarily the the marriage. Uh, But as I mentioned, it is very important during this stage to set a foundation. And that foundation for us has always been rooted in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, plan things, um, goal set, all these different things, but make sure that you have that one thing that you can always come back to in your relationship and trying to find out what would Jesus do? What would he have us to do in this situation? Uh, So once you get married and you go to the wedding ring, you know, that's when you've officially said I do. Um, And this is a, this is a stage where, you know, really about committing, you're coming together as one, uh, but not just any kind of old commitment or a, contractual agreement that you'll sign, you know, as your wedding certificate. Uh, But it is a covenant relationship, a covenant agreement um, that states that no matter what happens, um, whether you meet my expectations or don't, or vice versa, or we go through this or that, we're in this relationship together, you and I, as well as uh, Christ in the middle of us as well. So at that point, you really focus on commitment and coming together as one. This again, this could also be where you're setting goals and what you want in your marriage and all those different things in the future. Kids, live where you're going to live, careers, all that type. Is, is mm-hmm. mom or dad going to stay at home? Um, next, you come to the discovering. And that's where you are. You're, in, you're married and you start to see things in your spouse and even in yourself that you did not know were there. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be good. And jump in if, if you guys have any questions and dig deeper at all okay. um, as I'm going. Uh, that could be good. That could be bad. Um, I, I joke that um, if we were honest with ourselves, 
when we get into discovery and we start seeing stuff that we might question like, man, would I have made this decision had I known that about this person before? Right. But also you find out things kind of accidentally. But the big part of this is, and this is what we want you to carry through at with the discovering is you make a, an intentional commitment to being a lifelong learner of your spouse. And so naturally we will learn new things, but let's be proactive about that. Let's be intentional and try to figure it out. So that is a stage where you're discovering new things. Um, that typically leads into the persevering where you've discovered new things. Um, there could be some internal challenges that came from unmet expectations or even external challenges that come in from life, health, um, things that could happen in your marriage, uh, with your family, with your kids or whatever. But at that point where it's, that's the ring that's right in the middle. Um, and many couples choose, some choose to go left and get out of the marriage. Some choose to go right and stay in the marriage. So this is kind of like a, a, a pivotal fork in the road mm. where you are deciding to whatever it is that you're facing, that you're going to persevere. And now persevering means that you're coming through and there's going to be something better on the other side. Um, Somebody once told me at a conference, it's like, you left out a ring. And I was like, what What ring? They said, the suffering. <laughs> so they were, they were joking, but not joking. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I hear what but, you're saying because uh, I've heard the statistic that couples who are considering divorce, if they just persevere, like you're saying, and even wait five years, invariably after five years, their marriage is better than it was before. Yep. Yep. And, and that's what it is. That's why we chose persevering over suffering, because this is just not suffering for suffering's sake. This is we're going through something God is shaping and molding us. Um, and in the book, you know, uh, in the Bible study as well, I mentioned some scriptures of where God is really working it out where this is expected to go through this. But look at what he's got on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. So that's the persevering. Um, and, and after that, you know, even though you've gone through the persevering and you've, you've determined to stay together and make it through. Now you may have some broken pieces of your marriage, um, some broken hearts. And so that's where the next ring, which is the restoring. So now you're trying to put things back together. Yes, you've committed. We're not going anywhere, but we're still hurt. That thing still bothers me. Um, there's still maybe some forgiveness that's lacking there. So the, uh, the restoring is really about forgiveness and grace. Uh, so one person or maybe both people have to extend grace and someone has to be forgiving of it. And so, but that restoring doesn't happen in our own power. This is where going back to our foundation, God is the one that restores your marriage. Mm -hmm. So you got to lean back on that foundation and that and that's, uh, ring right there. And then the sixth ring after you restored things is now you're in the prospering. And that is not necessarily, yes, it, it, you think happily ever after. This is what we were thinking about in the engagement ring. Um, and yes, things are great. You've been through a lot. Now you're here. But that doesn't mean things are great all the time. That doesn't mean you lack challenges or problems. It just means now You've been through so much. You've trusted God. You've seen him bring you through. Um, you're connected in ways you haven't been. So now your perspective is different. So these challenges that could have derailed you or had you not communicating for two weeks at a time, which Stefan and I had been through. Now it's it's two hours, two minutes, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a short period of time because perspectives have changed. And, then, and once you get there, it's like you've been through so much. You know, your marriage is strong. It is built on the rock, the rock of the relationship with Jesus Christ. Now you're at the stage where you're able to give back. And this is mentoring where you either feel that call or you just notice that couples are coming to you and leaning on you for help uh, where you can pour into other couples and be that mentor couple for others. So that that is it in a probably five minute spill. Um, so hopefully couples can identify where they're at in that. Most couples can when they hear it or read it the first time. They're like, this is what we're dealing with right now. Here's where we are. Um, and then, of course, I'll share the, the quiz at the end of the conversation. Yeah, that's super helpful. Yeah, that's good. Um and, you know, you do in the book, um, you do make it very helpful, um, you know, to identify what stage you're at, but then you just give really great practical 
um, and even fun ways that you can start building, um, building up in these different areas. So it's, it's really good. And I think, you know, in, in um, our marriage, because it's linked so closely to God, um, it is a journey. And sometimes we forget, um, I was kind of sharing this with Joanna when we were reading through your book, is that, um, you know, it's same with our relationship with God. Sometimes we forget that at seasons it is going to be hard. We think, you know, I, I married this person because I love them. Why is it so hard to stay in love or be in love? Um, and so that's where that intentionality you talk about, it, growing love, it does take work. And sometimes we wonder in our relationship with God, why you know, if, if I, if God loves me and I love God, why is it so hard to pray? Those kind of things. So, but, it, but it's good. Your book helps us remember it is a journey and it's a process. And sometimes we take a few steps forward and sometimes a few steps back, but it's, um, so, so you do a great job of laying that out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I met a pastor at a conference one time and he said, we forget couples forget, um, that they signed up for this stuff, um, like for better or for worse. When you use those vows or something similar, you signed up for worse. And we only think about the for better mm-hmm. and forgetting that we agree to that. So when you agree to that, that's yeah, it's going to happen. Um, but, you know, we're, we're leaning in to each other and, and, and to God thinking, yes, there's going to be something that comes out of this that's even better than what we're in right now. Yeah. And usually after Joanna and I go through some of the worst, as, as we were saying, if we stick through it, you know, even sometimes taking a jackhammer to some of the cement that we've, uh, yeah. we've messed up there, um, you know, the, the for better comes after, after that. And a lot of the intentionality that you um, encourage us to do in your book and, and the ideas you give help with that. So, so yeah. my next question for you is um, Joanna and I are coming up on 30 years of marriage. Uh, wow. Congratulations. Um, thank, you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I never want to stop moving forward in our relationship together. And I'm actually hearing that it's becoming more and more common for people to divorce, even in those, um, you know, that have been married to, for decades. So what advice would you give couples who feel stuck and aren't pulling out that next ring for their, for their relationship? Yeah. Uh, great question. Um, a lot of times couples say we, we drifted apart or, you know, we don't know each other anymore. And I think that's one of the biggest things that kind of sub- subtly, um, subtly takes uh, drifts of marriage apart is we are just kind of get the lose the lack of intention. Um, but one of the big things for us is, is consistently trying to date each other. Um, and I always say dating is what brought you to the point where you said, I want to marry this person, spending that time and doing those things and dating will, the thing, will be the thing that keeps you together as well. And so we have this thing that um, our love connection is made from small interactions and shared experiences. Uh, shared experiences could be big dates, trips together, whatever. Small interactions could be a walk every afternoon holding hands, could be sitting on the couch enjoying coffee in the morning. Uh, but just continue to be intentional about spending time. One of our marriage mentors told us um, that they did, and we, we tried to adopt this, especially when you're young, you think date night. You're thinking, got to go out and get dressed up, got to go do this big thing, got to go do that. But they were like, no, date night. We wanted to make sure we had as many date nights that we didn't do anything other than just find time to talk um, mm-hmm. and not worry about the thing. So continue to grow and develop in that area and, and continue to stay connected to each other through those small interactions, as well as the shared experiences is something that will, will help. Um, now, sometimes there's issues that are lingering that you haven't dealt with. That's where the community comes in. That's where counseling. That's where having other couples around you who are just as committed to staying in marriage and growing in marriage as you want to be if you're not there right now. That has been um, a big lifesaver for us or a big marriage saver for us. It's just always being surrounded with a community of other couples that when we're off, they can 
hold us accountable. They can encourage us. Um, you know, they can be there to listen to us, whatever it may be, to help us to realize that, okay, we're, we're still good and we mm-hmm. still want to do this. Uh, and this is still fun uh, because, you know, marriage is not all about fun, but that's your best friend. You want to have fun with your best friend, the person you spend the most time with. Find ways to make it fun intentionally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of our greatest passions um, is to help couples and parents to build a strong prayer life together. And I know from what you've said today and from what we've read and what you've written that you very much feel that way too. Um, Can you tell us why you think that prayer makes so much of an impact on a marriage? Yeah, definitely. Um, We we, kind of link prayer with intimacy as well, because there's nothing... When you go to God in prayer, it is very hard to have a guard up. It is very hard to not break those walls down. But it is one of the most intimate things that you can do with your spouse. Uh, you can be mad at your spouse. <laughs> they can be mad at you. Um, you can have some thoughts in your mind <laughs> that you probably wouldn't want to say out loud. But when you go before God together in prayer, it just strips that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it enables you got to go to him clean and true. And he knows it already. Uh, but it can bridge the gap of some communication issues that you may have. And, you know, even if you can't come together and pray together at that moment, praying for your spouse does that as well. There's something about when you're praying for someone, how you interact with them. Um, you know, I, 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 I use a lot of sports reference, but I, I coach little league um, or 11, you now 11, you I've been coaching middle school kids fifth through eighth grade uh, for the last several years, been coaching Mm -hmm. youth sports for like 16 years. Um, And I pray for, I pray with our, our players. Um, There's only a couple other coaches I've ever seen do that uh, before games, after games, but I also pray for them at least once a week by name um, and call them out. So 11 years old, you're going to get up there and you're going to tell them to do something. They're not going to do it. They're going to do some things that drive you crazy and you're going to be angry, frustrated, upset, whatever it may be. But just the, the act of praying with them, day of games and practices and outside of them when you're not there softens your heart to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that has the same impact in our marriage. It just softens our heart when we allow God in it to our spouse. Yes, they're not perfect. Um, we're not perfect either. Uh, but for our experience, when we're very intentional and active in our prayer life for each other and with each other, um, it's hard to have those breakdowns and barriers continually or things that keep us separated. And that's, that's, that's how it's been for us. And I believe any other couples, it's the same way. Yeah, yeah. that's really well spoken. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. And uh, something you said uh, that caught my attention was you said it softens your heart towards them. And so, you know, now you're, you're meddling, Pastor, because you're, uh, you're talking about how it's, it's really prayers to change me, not to change Joanna. Huh? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yep. Um, well, I appreciate uh, this, and you've given us some great uh, motivation, um, and your book gives even more on on how we can grow in our marriage relationship. But I know there are people today, husbands and wives, who who really desire to have a better marriage, um, but are feeling discouraged and, and maybe frustrated that they're not where they want to be, or they don't know how to move through whatever ring they might be in. So w- would you be willing to pray for, for that couple today? Definitely, definitely. Lord, uh, we just thank you for this time together. Uh, we thank you for even through technology, we're connecting through computers and microphones and wires and the cloud, whatever the cloud is. Uh, but we're so we're so grateful that you use everything that we can uh, to, to bring a connection to you. Uh, and we just believe that, like your word says, that we're two or more are gathered in your name. 
that you're in the midst. So we're grateful for your presence with us right now. We also know that um, your truth is truth no matter where it's at. Uh, we pray that the truth of what we've shared today of the gospel comes through to all the couples listening, uh, that their marriage doesn't, where it is right now, doesn't mean if it's in a bad place, doesn't mean that's what it's always going to be, uh, that you will restore marriages, that you will prosper marriages, uh, that you allow couples to continue and want to continue to discover new things about each other, that you will allow them to have a covenant relationship that with, that is a uh, a relationship that doesn't matter what happens internally or externally from the marriage that we're, they're committed to growing together. Um, you will uh, have them create a marriage that is built on a relationship with you. And just that right there, Father God, I pray that they will um, receive it and know that you have special plans for your marriage. Um, as I share, we didn't come together great in our marriage. Uh, there was uh, there were so many other things that not that we didn't get a chance to mention today in this conversation that impacted our marriage negatively. But when we came came to you uh, and put you at the center and gave it to you, uh, then our marriage began to grow. Our marriage began to change. Uh, and our marriage is a marriage that now impacts others, which we would have never, ever in a million years imagined. So I pray for that couple right now uh, that's in the midst of a trial, that's in the midst of persevering, uh, or that's even in, uh, in the restoring where they've come through something, but now it's harder than what they expected it to be, that they will just cling to each other uh, with you to cling to your hand uh, and continue to um, to not lose hope that no matter what it is, that they will just cling that if they, if they did it for Jackie and Stefan, if they did it for these other couples, um, then Lord, you will do it for me as well. And so that's my prayer right now, that they will just not lack hope, not lack belief and do whatever small things they can to today, get the help if needed, uh, surround themselves with other couples, um, but lean into you in their marriage, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we pray you get glory out of it. Um, amen. Oh, amen. Thank you. Well, you know, we hope that everybody listening today gets a hold of your book and picks up a second copy to share with a friend <laughs> or a family member who's struggling. It's just so practical. Uh, so what is the best way for everybody to connect with you online and learn more about The Seven Rings of Marriage? Yeah, um, my wife and I, our website is happilymarriedcouples.com. Um, but like I mentioned that quiz earlier. Uh, I got a special link set up for your listeners to go to, and they can just go to happilymarriedcouples.com forward slash growing home together. So there you'll find all the information you need about us. You'll find the quiz there and you'll be able to connect with us in uh, whatever ways. We're, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. You'll get all those links from, from there as well. Fantastic. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Jackie, for taking the time uh, to be with us today and giving us some hope and uh, hope for a better marriage that lasts. And uh, we've really been encouraged. So uh, we also thank you, friends, for joining us together on the Growing Home Together podcast. We would love to connect with you on our website at growinghometogether.com and share our free devotional for couples with you. At Growing Home Together, we're caring for the soul of your family. And we're growing home together with you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.